My, my subject today in ministering is why people often miss Christmas, okay? And Christmas is the most celebrated event all over the world, but many miss out on Christmas. And we're going to be talking about that this morning. And so it's fun uh, it, to listen to kindergartners' uh, questions at Christmas pageants and all these things that are going on this time of the year, you know. And I remember, you know, going as, you know, watching my children grandchildren now, great-grandchildren now, and, uh, but uh, how many of you know uh, kids uh, are hilarious? Somebody say amen. amen. And some of the things they say is like, oh, <laughs> don't give that kid a mic. <laughs> you know, you don't know what they're going to say, but they're fun to listen to. Here's some of the things that was said by kindergartners, okay, uh, at, at a Christmas pageant, all right? Uh, one of them said, why does Santa live at the North Pole? Okay. And another said, uh, and, why do we own, and why does he only come once a year? How many of you, it'd be nice to come every day, you know? <laughs> another one said, how did you meet Miss Claus? These are kindergartners, okay. Another one said, how did you make up your list, your Christmas list? How, did you, how do you make it up? And, and he came to about the seventh or eighth when a little boy just kind of stumbled, you know, and kind of frozen, really didn't know what to say, and and didn't really say nothing. The audience, they waited, and they waited, and they waited. Then all of a sudden, he goes, I like Batman. <laughs> That's great. That's great. A kindergartner, I like Batman. <laughs> Next question for uh, Santa Claus is, what is your favorite elf? Another one said, what's your favorite reindeer? Another one said, what's your favorite day of the year? Then they... Come to this, the next one says, uh, what's your favorite cookie? Now, the, the, the kids thought that was kind of funny, and, it, and, and they, some of them started laughing. So they, the next one said, what's your favorite cookie? And they laughed again. What's your favorite cookie? They laughed again. And they just started, you know, started going down the line. What's your favorite cookie? What's your... How many of you know, all from kindergartners? <laughs> and finally, a little boy, he goes, what's your favorite beer? Only from a kindergartner, huh? Christmas is the most advertised and commercialized and celebrated holiday in the world. Now, now sometimes we think about Thanksgiving. Well, Thanksgiving is an American holiday, okay? I mean, I don't celebrate that everywhere, but Christmas is all over the world, okay? And, and as we think about that, bar none, it's most advertised, commercialized, uh, you know, event, and nothing else comes even close to Christmas in, in, as far as the attention that Christmas gets. It gets the entire month. How many of you know, how many of you know some, some people started putting things out three or four months ago? I mean, they, I, mean they, I mean, you know, really, you think about that. It's the most anticipated holiday, most celebrated, and you would think that it would be hard to miss Christmas, but a lot of people miss Christmas right in the midst of all of that. They miss what the meaning of Christmas is all about. Somebody say amen. And, and that's where we're going this morning. You know, a month of Christmas, there's a decoration, there's the lighting, there's the hymns, there's the Christmas cards, the Christmas gifts, the shopping, the carolers, the pageants, and the parties, and on and on and on and on and on. And it just goes on for over a month. And you know, we get all of this bombarded. How in the world could anybody miss Christmas but some people do. And we're going to talk about this this morning. Three reasons most people miss Christmas, uh, you know, years ago, and also they still miss it today. So in your notes, write this down. Number one, busyness 
and it's the innkeepers. Busyness, and it's the innkeepers. Now, the first one is busyness. Now, busyness is, is the first reason that we can miss Christmas. How many of you would agree that many times we get too busy? We get too busy with a lot of things going, and especially around Christmas time. Then this is the innkeepers. They, they were just too busy. Busyness is the first reason they miss Christmas. This is the, the way was the innkeeper's mistake was the, the very first Christmas, and many times we do the same thing. Now, in, in, in this, in this uh, time of the story that we talk about, the pregnancy of Mary and Joseph, many of you know the story, and they have to go to their hometown of Bethlehem. And the reason is, you know, they lived in Nazareth, but there was Roman taxation, so they had to go there for the census that they were taking. They had to go there for their taxes and all of that. But Mary and Joseph had to travel. You know, she had to travel with a donkey. Can you imagine that? You know, a pregnant woman going all, you know, it's not like, you know, you're going out to a car to go somewhere. That would, I mean, that's uncomfortable right there. But think about a donkey going that far. And they go there, and when they get to Bethlehem, Mary goes into labor. Her water breaks, and, and, and they, they need a, a place to stay. But everything is all filled up. There's no room. They're, they're all filled up, okay? And, and uh, Luke chapter 2, and that's where we are. Look at it in your notes, or look, look, uh, look at that in your Bible. Luke chapter 2 tells us the story. And I want you to listen to this. It says it this way. It says, so Mary gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in clothes. And placed him in a manger. By the way, uh, what is a manger? It's an old English word for a feed trough, okay? It's an animal feed trough, okay? That's what they put their grain in for the cows and the donkeys, okay? And, and, and so Mary lays her baby in this feed trough in this manger. And it's not, not anything fancy. It's just a feed box. And it's about as humble a, a thing as you could think about that one could have. And she places him in the manger because there was no room. Everybody say no room. There was no room there in the inn. So as we think about it, why? Because it sold out. Why? Because there was no vacancy, okay? And, and you're not, you know, you, 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 you won't, uh, you, you, know, you don't want empty rooms. I mean, that's something that an innkeeper would want, everything filled up. That's a great thing. But, but this situation, as we look at it, here's the point. The busyness of his own business caused him to miss out on Christmas and the Christ of Christmas. Can you imagine? Now, imagine with me like this. How many of you know that for this innkeeper that if he would have accepted Jesus into his inn, he could have put a sign out there and said, Son of God was, gave birth here. Come on, somebody. The, the Son of God was born here. How many of you know it would have been a, a good PR thing? Amen? I mean, wow, but he missed out all of that. Why? Because of the busyness. He missed literally the greatest opportunity of all. His, his business missed it because of his busyness. So, and you too, we too get busy with our business and room for Christ in our lives. We, you, you know, I'm not talking about, I'm talking about our schedule. How many of you know our agenda many times is just so much filled out that we don't make room for God? Somebody say amen. I mean, we get in such a hurry day after day. We wake up, we've got to get to here, we've got to go to here, we've got to do this, we've got to do that. And sometimes we're not making room in our schedule, in our thoughts, in our time, in our budget, in our plans. We're not making room for Jesus. Somebody say amen. In our lives, in our heart, in our minds. Why? It's because of busyness. Everybody say busyness. And number two, the second thing is familiarity. And it, this has to do with the religious leaders, being too familiar. And, and so familiar with Christmas story that it doesn't inspire you anymore. 
In other words, it's just a routine thing that we go through. And I, I tell you, this is something that you and I can fall into in a trap that we could do the same thing. Well, you know, we've been, been there, done that, got the T-shirt, somebody say amen. And, and you know, you know about the angels singing, you know about the shepherds, and you know about baby Jesus, and you know about the wise men, and Mary and Joseph, and we, you know, so, but we get familiar with that. As a matter of fact, we get too familiar with that, and we miss out. Is your whole attitude towards Christmas, oh humbug, we could get to that place. And, and folks, I'll tell you, I believe many have and many do. And, and we need to, uh, you know, we, we need to open up our minds and our hearts and our lives and, uh, for Christ and Christmas. You could become so familiar with something, it doesn't amaze you anymore. You miss the beauty of it. You miss what really is actually happening. You can go through the motions of it or whatever it may be. And even the giving the gifts, we forget sometimes what that was all about. How many of you know the first gifts was from wise men? And how many of you know we can be wise too if we give gifts? And so we, we miss the meaning of so many things, okay? So it, it's interesting to me that God has come to earth in human form. The Son of God has been born, and not a single religious person is invited. Now, folks, I'll tell you what, and I'm talking about the church. Sometimes we in the church, sometimes we as religious, and, and again, we here at Open Bible Christian, we don't really uh, uphold religion. How many of you know we uphold relationship? It's about relationship. It's not about religion. But, you know, there's a lot of people, they got just enough religion to make them dangerous. Somebody say amen. I mean, they know just enough about God that, 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 that they're really, uh, they're, they're, they're no good to nobody. You know, they, it's too familiar. And they all miss because they're so familiar with the story. They were, they, they were so familiar with the story. They, you know, but, but, you know, as we think about the wise men, uh, they were called wise men, and we need to be wise today because they were not, uh, you, know, you know, they weren't like others. Now, the Bible tells us that these wise men were from the east. Everybody say the east. Somebody said they was from a, a far country. <laughs> and they had some kind of star, and they looked up at the prophets, and they knew that the Savior of the world was going to be born in Israel, but they didn't know where. Now, they didn't know where that he was going to be born, but they knew he was going to be born, and, and they saw this star. Now, let me just say this. A lot of people saw the star, but only the wise men were following the star. And that's something for us to think about. You know, the, you know and even today, as we, we look, and, and we, let me just kind of unravel this a little bit. You know, uh, the prophecies that were given. Now, we don't really know who these wise men were, were, were but only that they were from the east, Okay. And all we know is that they were scholars, okay? And they studied the stars, and they paid attention. Everybody say, paid attention? They paid attention, okay? And when they saw something unusual, they said, let us go check it out. And that's what made them wise. They checked out the situation. You know, God many times is trying to speak to us about something. I believe in our daily lives, our daily schedules. And if we would just pay attention to what God is doing in our lives, I believe we could hear the voice of God. Somebody say amen. I believe we could get signs from God if we would just be more alert as what God's doing. Now, Matthew chapter 2, it says, King Herod called a meeting of all the leading priests and the teachers of the law and asked them where the Christ would be born. Think about that. Here's somebody, a king, okay, here's a king. He called a meeting. He wanted to know about this. You know, these wise men came. You know, he understood. These, 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 uh, these people were very wealthy people. These, these wise men, they, had, they have goods of the world. And here they are following the star. And, and he wanted to know more about this. And they answered, that, you know, he was going to be in the town of Bethlehem in Judea. 
And the prophet Micah wrote about this in the scripture. Now, I want you to notice some interesting things about this passage. First of all, a lot of people in Israel at this time were familiar with that about what was going to happen, okay? But, you know, again, familiar but too familiar, okay? They knew. They had been waiting for hundreds of years for this Savior of the world to be born. And it was in the passage. They knew. Now, there's one thing about these religious leaders. They knew about the scriptures, okay? They studied them. They knew about that. But they, they, they knew, they, you know, they just knew enough that, that they didn't, you know, they, they didn't seek it out. They knew exactly where he was going to be born. And they said, oh, yeah. The book of Micah tells us, chapter 5, verse 4, uh, says the Messiah, the Messiah, the Son of God, uh, the world is going to be born in Bethlehem. See, they knew that. They knew where he was going to be born, okay? They knew he was going to be born in Bethlehem. Everybody knew this, and they knew all the details. They could even tell you chapter and verse. In other words, they knew that, okay? Today, a lot of intelligent people will participate in Christian traditions and things about Christmas, and they miss Christ of Christmas. Somebody say amen. amen. Okay? You know, they, they put up the lights. They go to the parties. They send out the cards. They light a Christmas tree. They give gifts. Yet they, say no, they show no concern for checking out all the reasons for this stuff. Why do we do what we do? Why do we put lights up? We know what's the lights all about? What's the gifts all about? What's this all about? Why do we give the gifts? They don't, they don't check it all out. But you know what? All over the world, people go through this every year. Somebody say amen. But they're missing something out. You can put up Christmas lights and still be in the dark. Somebody say amen to that. That's right, you can put up the lights, but you can still be in the dark. And this is exactly what was happening there. Now, Ephesians 4.18 says this, their minds are in the dark and they are stubborn, stubborn, so they have missed out of the life that comes from God. And I believe this is exactly where the world is today. They may put up the Christmas lights, but they're still in the dark. They're not getting the message. They're not seeing what's really there. They're not seeing something that's right before their eyes. Their minds are in the dark. Many are so familiar with the story, but they miss out on Christmas. They miss Christ. Somebody say amen. They just don't get it. Number three, write this one down. The third thing there is fear. And the fear, we're going to put King Herod. Now, King Herod, there was a lot of fear in his life. Uh, fear is the third thing that causes you to miss the true meaning of Christmas, okay, this year. Now, it's a sad fact that some people actually fear Christmas, okay? They're afraid of it. That, that, that's why they, they, they fight Christmas. How many of you know that there's a lot of people that are fighting Christmas? Somebody say amen. I mean, really, they don't want you to put out manger say They don't want you to do any of that, okay? They're, they're fighting that. They're, why is it there's fear? Why, what in the world is a manger saying going to hurt anything? Come on, somebody. But see, they're afraid of that, okay? They, they fight the manger scene. They oppose it. It's why they do lawsuits against it, and, and they're afraid of the message of Christmas. You know, they don't, they don't understand it. They don't want to understand it. They're afraid of it, and, and they're, they're, they're the wanting to push it back. Herod is a very wily little crazy man, okay? He's a king of Israel, but he's actually a Roman citizen, and, and, but he's a descendant, for, an Arab descendant. He's not Jewish. Now, this is important to know. Think about this. He had come in and had overtaken the city of Jerusalem and appointed himself as king, and the Jews hated Herod. They literally hated him. He was given the little uh, title king of Jews, and he was an Arab. So can you imagine that? He's an Arab. He's given the, king, the title king of the Jews, okay, working under Roman authority to suppress the Jewish people. And this is where he was. The background of Herod was this. He was paranoid, 
He was a paranoid person. He was a crazy man. He was afraid of Christmas because he was afraid of anybody who might threaten his kingdom. And when he heard about this Christ, when he heard these wise men talking about this Christ, this king that was going to be born, he's so paranoid. He wants to know about this. He wants to know about it not because he's really interested in it. He wants to know about it because he's afraid of, of the situation. Somebody say amen. So he's afraid, okay? He's afraid. He's paranoid. Anybody who gets close to him, Thought, he thought maybe they might overthrow them. He had them killed. He had his, he had his uh, uh, wife and his mother killed. Uh, and that he thought they might overthrow him. He had his, his sons killed, okay, and his brother-in-law killed for the same reason. Why? Because he had a lot of fear in his life. He's thinking it's a threat to him. They're going to take over his throne. A lot of people fear God because the bottom line is they want to be their own God. Somebody say amen. Why are they fearing God? Because they want to be God. They don't want to be taken off the throne. They want to be the king of their life. They want to, they, they want to rule their own life. They want to be king of their own lives. I want to run my life. Pride. I want to be my own God. I want to call my own shots. I don't want to have to serve anybody. That's where a lot of people are today, and that's the reason they don't want to serve God. Because, they, you know, they, they don't want to serve anybody else. They, I just want to serve myself. See, that's where a lot of people are today. They, they're self-serving. They, they, they want everything for themselves, and they don't care about other people. I want to be my own God. I want to be my own king. And I, it's Herod's mentality. Nobody is going to be king in my life. That's what he's saying. Not even God. They, you know, that fear caused him to say, I don't have any interest. You know, that's, that's what he was actually saying. I don't have any interest. Herod the king was five miles away from where Jesus was born. The king could have gone there and visited the king of the kings, but he had no interest. Somebody say amen. He had no interest in it at all. Now, the Bible says in 1 Timothy chapter 6, I think it's in your notes, you can look there. It says some people have missed the most important thing in their life. They don't know God. They don't know God. Everybody say they don't know God. They don't know God, okay? You can know all kinds of other stuff, but if you don't know God, you have missed the purpose of your life. Can you say amen to that? Now, let me give you three ways to not miss Christmas, this Christmas. And how many of you, how many of you uh, remember the uh, safety patrol uh, that you had at your school and the little, you know, I mean, you remember that? Usually it's, you know, it's, in my situation, it's all, it was a little bully guy, yeah. Because he put that belt on. He thought he was something, you know. You know, but, but it, you know, it was, help me out. It was stop, look. Oh, say it again. Stop. Oh, boy, I tell you what, that'd be good for us today. Somebody say amen. We need to just stop sometimes, okay? That's the first thing that you'll need to do. Stop filling my life with less important things. Busyness. Say, we're just so busy. Wait, where are you going? I don't know. I'm just, I just need, you know, busy, 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 busy. Some people don't know why they're so busy. They're just busy. It keeps you from knowing God. Psalms 39 says this. All man's busy rushing ends up in nothing. He heaps up riches for someone else to spend. Oh, my. Would you agree that you can be so busy making a living you forget to make a life? And that's where a lot of people are. They're so busy making a living, they don't have a life. It's kind of like, you know, they've got this mentality of whatever. I don't know why. But, but you know, they've got to work. They've got to do this. They've got to go there. They've got, you know, all these things. And it's busy making a living. They don't even have a life. 
not taking time to understand what we're here for. I, I used to have a, you know, well, there's a lot of things that, that brings barrenness. Let me just say this. Busyness can fill your schedule, and it will fracture your family. And I believe there's a lot of fractured families in America today because of a lot of busyness. And that was our first point. That's the reason we need to stop with all the busyness that we have. The greatest tragedy is that most people are just too busy for God. Now, you say, well, pastor, what's the antidote? The antidote is to stop running and to slow down. And here's the scripture for you. I think I have it there for you in Psalms 46.10. Be still and know that I am God. Now, how are you going to know that God is God if you don't take time out and be still? How many of you would agree he is God? The famous philosopher, Pascal, said this. All of, men's, all of men's problems come from his inability to sit still. A lot of our problems come from our inability to sit still. Now, he said that, but you know what? I think it's pretty true there. A lot of our problems, because we, you know, how many of you, some people are just in this, they, 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 they get into gear, they start going before they even know where they're going. Come on, somebody. I mean, think about this. You know, we, you know and this is what the guy said. Now, Proverbs 10, 22, look in your notes. God always speaks to the person who is willing to listen, okay? Proverbs 10, 27 says this. Reverence for God adds hours to each day. Reverence for God adds hours to each day. In other words, if you need more time, you need to give some to God. Give God some of your time. Start, you know, not, not only tithing of your tithe, but tithe of your time. Start giving God some of your time and, and watch how much more time that you'll have for the time you need. You need more money, give, uh, give some to God. You need, you need, you know, you need more energy, give, give some to God. You want more talent, to, you know, start giving to God the talent that you have and you'll start getting more. Somebody say amen. amen. This is principles of God that goes to work. So if you can't keep up, reverence for God adds hours to each day. Now the next thing here, look. Everybody say look. That's the second one. You, you, you've got to look. What, is it, what does it mean? You look closely to why Jesus came at Christmas. What, what's the point? You know, what, what is there? You know, and I'd, I'd ask a question this morning. Could you give me five or six reasons why Jesus came to earth? And as you think about that, Herod told the wise men to do this. It's the one thing Herod did right. In Matthew 2.8, Herod told the wise men, go and make a careful search for the child. Now, his motives were wrong, but that part was right. Somebody say amen. And that's what we need to do. You know, we need to just stop and we need to search for God. Let me tell you something. If you want to find God, you can find him. Somebody say amen. amen. Now, I, I'm a deer hunter, you know, and uh, poor old me didn't get one this year yet. Somebody said, Pastor, did you get a deer? I said, no, mine's getting fat in the woods. I'm getting him later. <laughs> it wasn't big enough. I'll get him later. Optimistic, man. I mean, be optimistic. But I know this, where I see a footprint, I know there's a deer somewhere. So I start checking the sign. Folks, you want to follow God, follow his footprints. Come on, somebody. Start looking for where God is. And you, you, know, you, might, you, you know, and you begin to find the footprints and start tracking him and start tracking and see where God is. See, I, I know enough about that, that yes, you, you, you can do that. You can track God, okay? Why are the wise men called wise men? They made the effort to check it out. And they were wise. The star in the sky, 
The wise men looked and they followed the star. Other people saw the star. They didn't seek it out. They didn't look for it. They didn't look as the wise men looked. Look at this. There's, you know, and, and, and it was in the scripture there and it, they, they began to follow that. See, some people are not following the sign. Jeremiah 29, 13 says, you will seek me and find me. Everybody say when. When you seek me with all your heart. You will seek me and find me when you, you seek me with all your heart. Number, the last one there, listen. Everybody say listen. 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 The Bible says the Christmas story is about this. I bring you good news and great joy. Why would anybody be afraid of that? I bring you good news of great joy. Luke chapter 2 says the angel says fear not. Everybody say fear not. See, Herod was afraid. And the angels and the shepherds were afraid. And there was fear. I believe there's a lot of people, they're afraid of God. Folks, you don't have to be afraid of God. God loves you. God loves us. But you know what? Those that don't know God, they are afraid of him. Somebody say amen. There's fear there, but you don't need to have fear there. He says, I bring you good news of great misery. No, no. Everybody say joy. See, a lot of people think, I, you know, I, I'm really give my life to Christ, I'm going to have bad news and misery all my life. No, 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 a thousand times no. You're going to have good things happening in your life. I even say it this way. You know, even sometimes when bad things are happening, you need to look behind the cloud. Somebody say amen. You know, you need, you need, to, you need to look behind that because something good could be following something bad that has happened in your life. Why? John 10.10 10 says, Jesus said, I've come to give you life and to give it to you at the fullest. Think about that. I've come to give you life and give it to you at the fullest. Now, now underline life and fullest. This is what Jesus Christ came at Christmas to do, to give life and to give it to the fullest. Why? Because you're not living life to the fullest. See, there's a lot of people, they're just not living life at the fullest. Can you say amen? And the next verse, for God did not send his son into the world to condemn it, but to save the world through him. He came not to scare us, but he came to save us. He came as a baby. Somebody say amen. Why did he come as a baby? Not to scare us. There wasn't thunder and all these things and, you know, people running and hiding. No, it was a little baby that was born. Hallelujah. Mm. In closing, let's, let's wrap this up, pun intended. Which of these three things could cause you to miss Christmas? Busyness? I'm too busy with my busy schedule and things going around. Familiarity, indifference, you don't even think about it. What about fear? Are you really kind of afraid like Herod? You don't need to be, but some people are. For a new life of Christmas, here's some things you need to do. Everybody, what, what, what's the safety rules again? Help me out. What's the first one? Stop. So we need to stop. The Bible says Christ carried the burden of our sins on the cross so that we stop living for sin and start living what is right. He, 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 his wounds heal us. I stop the old way and I begin a new way. You stop and what's the second one? Look. Then I look. The Bible says let all the world look to me the Savior. For I am God and there is no other. And what's the last one? I can't hear you. Listen. Listen to what God says. We do what God says. 
Listen to what God says. This is the hour to receive God's favor. And folks, this Christmas, you know, we just need to take time and we need to just, you know, not be in such of a hurry and so busy and so familiar and especially no fear and just know that God is near. And the whole reason we give gifts at Christmas is because of the wise men, they started the tradition. How many of you know it's a good tra- tradition? Amen. They brought their gifts to baby Jesus. So today we give our gifts because wise men still give gifts. And you say, you know, you might be saying, what are you giving Jesus for his birthday? How many of you know Christmas is Jesus' birthday? How many of you ever got a birthday present? Let me see your hands. How many of you appreciate it? I'm giving an all call. The rest of you can come up later. We all like gifts. Don't, don't fool yourself. We all like gifts. I don't care how small or how large. We like gifts. And we need to understand it's Jesus' birthday. You say, I don't know. What do you give the guy who's got everything? You give him what he doesn't have. He doesn't have your love. He may not have your life. Come on, somebody. And that's what you give him. How many say, would say amen to that? Amen. He gave us his life. Will you give your life for him? Now, let me just say, I think on the last one, go to the last one there if you would. Okay. Go to the next one. What gift can we give Jesus this Christmas? Give Jesus your love. Give Jesus your life. Give Jesus your time. Give Jesus your talent. Give Jesus your tithe. Somebody say amen. amen. Get anything out of this, put your hands together. Give the Lord a hand clap. Amen.